something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to be my friend, you had better go and get that pen. And maybe we could keep in touch. Maybe. I bet we will. In the old days, it wasn't so long ago. What are we talking? The 80s? 90s? And I wish you well. When did email really kick off? The bigger question. Sign your pen. You're listening to The Bigger Questions with Daniel and Rory. You know what? I was about to say something, and then you know how you say something and you go, uh, no pun intended, but I feel like if you realize it before you say it, you did intend it. Um, Pen Pals, theme song, so many great notes. (laughs) Works on so many different levels. Right? It does. So many great notes. Daniel, tell our listeners where you're broadcasting from this this beautiful this beautiful morning. I'm in Rochelle, Illinois, doing a podcast. This is the from? first from Aunt Connie and Uncle Ken's house in the sewing room. That's right. Yeah. I bought you a gift. A Rochelle gift. You want to see it? You want to know what is so cliche about this uh, sewing room from what I can see? All the wood? Try to guess. The wood paneling? Try to guess what you think it is. The fact that there's a... Printer qu- printer in the weirdest location. Right. Oh, I also thought you were going to say the quilting square that's just on the wall. I can sort of see it, so I couldn't fully... Uh-huh. I thought that's what it was. But... And also hanging... You want to know what it says on it? Moomoo there, hanging on the door. There's a, <laughs> That's a dress in the process of being sewn. Do you want it? Okay. Do you want to, there's a sign. It is the sewing room. There's a sign on the quilting square. Do you want to know what it says? Of course. Hunting, fishing, loving every day. Congratulations, Ken Doherty, on your retirement. (laughs) And that's a country song for those of you in the know that goes hunting, fishing, loving every day. All right, I have a gift for you before we. What is, hold on. What is Ken's age? 60. Oh, he's right in the thick of it. When did he retire? One. 
Oh, he probably just re- recently. Yeah, he retired a couple months ago. Oh my God, that's a new addition to the sewing room. Yes, that's a big piece too. I can tell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Can you can you uh, slide me over? Let me take a gander at that. Yeah, but I'm not letting other people see. Oof. God, I like that a lot. See, it's a sign on top of a quilting square. That's where you want that. Then you see some grandkids in matching polos. I I see them. Did your family ever do the, let's put on the white button downs? Never white. Take the beach. We never did. No, never white. Uh, Me and Matt and Vance had matching sweaters. And I think the Doherty's did uh, everybody. Turtlenecks? No. Sweater vests. Sweater vest, white turtleneck. And then, you know, had I had a sweater vest on mm-hmm. with my turtleneck, I would have looked like I was competing for like maybe the Masters in the early seventies. <laughs> I think the Doherty's did a for full some denim. reason with like eighties style hair that was very hairsprayed. Are you ready for what I got you? I'm so. Excited. I want to show it to you, and then I still get to give it to you. So I'm going to double tap on this gift giving. Double tap. RTHS new underwear. You're close. RTHS socks. Look at. Well, I like that. It says RTHS. Got the hub logo, and then this your, other says, says hubs on. Your school sells socks. Everything. That's amazing, dude. I got you these. I gotta see if my my. First off, thank you. You're welcome. I like that color. I like everything going on in those. Purple and white, baby. Now it makes me wonder. Did my does my school have that? You gonna you gonna wrap white black. Red, white, and black. You should. High School Red Raiders. Rep. Let's see. Um, Next time I'm in Greenville, I'm going to try and find like the school spirit shop and I'm going to go buy something. Folks, it's speaking of Greenville, speaking of Daniel being in his hometown, I'm going to be heading back to my hometown in early June. Yeah. As I will be playing in a televised golf tournament, (gasps) the BMW Charity (gasps) Pro-Am that is going to be on the golf channel. Two rounds of it will be if you you get two rounds, and if you advance, you go to the third. And How final excited round. are you? I'm so excited. Who, do you, you don't know who you're going to be playing start. with? <laughs> I don't know which pro. You're paired up with a pro, and I'm pretty sure it's best best ball. Do you get um, a caddy, or do you have to caddy yourself? I get a caddy. I think my uncle Lenny is going to do it. Yes. That's the plan right now. Roar. I just check with him and make sure that's what's happening. But uh, I am. I fully intend to treat it in a uh, very delusional way that I am a professional golfer playing on television and I will, I will be treating it as such. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I am not there to clown around. Mm -mm. I am there to fully talk about yardages, Mm -hmm. read putts. Mm -hmm. Could not be more excited. Oh my God. I love it. I want to watch you. Oh, I'm so happy. What are you drinking? Jordo made me a little. That's little great. That looks wonderful. A little health in my life. Um, I don't think we have too much other business to cover. If you've never listened to the show before, it's letters. Let's we get them. We it. talk about them. Let's dip. Uh, Let's dip there's always it. there's always new merch stuff that people should be checking out. And um, you can go to DanielVanKirk.com to the shop or to Rory Scovel's link tree on Instagram. Click right there. You can get yourself a Palerino shirt or declare to everybody that you'll go F2F for an RGT. Can't wait to see those yeah. shirts in the wild. Uh, yeah. Plus a great, I wish you well crew neck. Um, okay, buddy. You know what a great t-shirt idea would be? I'm, uh, so many notes. 
Beautiful notes. I'm not being confrontational. I'm going F to F. That is, that is pretty good. That I'm going F to F because you're being confrontational. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, you want to go? I'll wait. Hold your breath. Make a wish. Count to three. And let's go to the letter. You all, I'm always afraid you're going to come in late and you always come on perfect. Like, Feels I feel like, like there's going to be a pause, but you stick Feels the like landing a rhythm. A yes. Carrie <laughs> Strug it, dude. All right. Ready? I'm going to go first. I am ready to listen. <laughs> oh, we would lose so many listeners if we went down that road of the voices because it's not Both like it's not like pencil buds, which, by the way, I still don't know if we're supposed we're to read letters like that request. I know. Uh, I don't know if we're supposed to read the letter like that. We'll find out. Somebody let us know. Shanley. Hey, right. pencil Maybe. buds. Wait, there's elements we can decide, and I think pencil buds got to come in and out. We, they'll make appearances. Mm-hmm. Maybe only live. Uh, hey, pencil buds laughed really hard at that. That's what they wrote. Not me. Although if you were there, I laughed as well. I've been meaning to write this letter for a while, but kept putting it off. A while back, you were wanting people to write in that knew people that had committed murder. That makes just it to be clear. We I don't, wanted. I don't. I think we were thinking serial killers because I think we thought outside of the two people who had told you that. Yeah. I don't think we thought that would be a massive amount of uh, people. Just to be clear, Daniel and I are not a fiction uh, aficionados. No, we don't <laughs> have. An, I don't know if I have a murder. favorite murder. Yeah, we don't have a favorite murder. It terrifies us. We're not trying to say, hey, go dark and send us super sad Mm-mm. shit. I think we just wanted those. Uh, and hey, if you got a story, send, uh, send us course. what you got. It's your podcast. You we just talk about it. But I think we thought those two people would maybe write us some sort of interesting. <laughs> right, and they, and have, they did. Uh, some yeah. sort of interesting take on how they found out they knew a serial killer. Um, but yeah, just to be clear, we're yeah. not obsessed with murder. Right. <laughs> Uh, a while back, you were wanting people to write in that new people that had committed murder. Well, I don't know anyone that has committed murder. I do know. Also, I should say, if you're listening to this and worried for any sort of we, as Rory was just alluding to, uh, this doesn't get dark. This is actually about relationships. Um, so don't worry. We're not, we're not keeping you up scared at night. All right. Well, I don't know anyone who's committed murder. I do know someone that was murdered. In fact, it was my fiance's ex-husband. No, we had nothing to do with it. Of course. Okay. Winky. I'm assuming wink emoticon joke without going into many details. He was murdered by his friend. This event brought my fiance closer to her ex in-laws as time passed. She would often go out to dinner with them by herself. And despite being divorced from their son for a few years before he died. Oh, okay. So she was divorced for, for a few years before he died. She yeah, did. I want to know that too. I didn't yeah. know if it was labeled ex-husband. Because right, because no longer or because they broke up. Yeah. Uh, it was because they broke up. So I'll reread that now that we know this. As time passed, she would often go out to dinner with them, her former in-laws, by herself. And despite being divorced, divorced from their husband for a few years before he died, she didn't want to tell them about me, which I had no issues with. More time passed. We lived in a small town in the Midwest, and they obviously knew that she was dating someone. They finally confronted her slash F2F about it and wanted to meet me. This is where things get strange because they urged my fiance to invite me to a holiday dinner. I already, I have, I have the thoughts are mounting. I know (laughs) I already knew them 
because this family had close ties to a venue that I used to put on comedy shows. Yes, I'm a comedian. I mean, this is the longest somebody's gone before sliding that in on us. And I'm like, you fucker. That's how you know he's a, that's how you know he's a listener. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's like, if I open with that, they'll never They're, be. You're going to roll right through. through. Which is not true. But we, all, we do, we do get weary of, hey, what should I do? Right. Stand? We don't right. hate those letters. Right. But, but we want, encourage you get people. get enough of them. You can't yeah. read them all. Right. Go listen to those episodes. The, we did it. Um, so kudos to you for really baking that deep into the pie. Yeah, I actually really respect it. Um, I have close ties to the family through a venue that I used to put comedy shows on. So I wasn't a stranger. The thought of having dinner with my fiance's ex in-laws after the death of their son and her ex-husband, man, I feel like we need a flow chart was insane to me, but I knew that it took my fiance a lot to even ask if I would go. I want to come back to that sentence. I love my partner very much. So I agreed to go on it and, and it was definitely awkward, especially when they talk about their son, but great because they are very kind and loving people. We've had many dinners since they basically accepted me into their family, which is cool, but also weird because sometimes I feel like I'm a stand in. As a comedian, I find humor in everything, and this situation is no different because despite how awkward it is, sometimes to me, this is a hilarious situation to be in. I've been working on a bit about it. I've talked to my fiance about doing the bit, and she seems to have no problem, but did say that I should think about her in-laws, and yes, she has a great point. To me, this bit isn't about the family or the murder, but rather sentiment of my love for my fiance. So my question to you is this, as comedians, where do we draw the line with the material in regards to our family and friends? Thank you for everything you've done with your podcast. P.S. This podcast, this is a podcast about writing letters. So what is your preferred pen of choice? Mine is the Zebra G301. P.S.S. I would be in favor of the Spot a Pie app. I mean, you Who wouldn't. I mean. We're waiting America for that. Support if that. anybody writs code or whatever it's called, reach out cell to phone us. code. Let's start. Let's Spotify. Do a it. It doesn't have to be fancy. There doesn't need to be any social media component. Don't, if you write code, don't steal the idea. Don't let's do that either. Chat. All you have to do let's is chat. All I imagine all it would be is you would upload a photo <laughs> to a server, and then everybody else has access to see the newest photo on that server in a like scrolling way. Very easy. But we cannot I, let I it become some sort of 4chan thing where people start sharing their conspiracies and then take over our app. I think it becomes a uh, it's an app that the the commu- it's a community based app. Yeah, where everybody who listens around, let's say just the country, I realize it expands, but let's say just the United States. Okay, and you just you just put updates on what pies are where. <laughs> you That's are. good it's too. Just the community based like. Just letting you guys know that, uh, you know, what out here, let's say Fred 62, just letting you guys know that's Fred good. 62 menu is this. And I got to tell you that coconut cream pie, it's not going to last forever. And it's, it's great. And so maybe it's, just, maybe just it's twofold. Now. Like if I'm having like grandma's birthday party <laughs> and we have pie, which I would love. And I take a picture of the pie. I'm not going to give all that information. I'm just spotting a pie. Now, if I'm walking past like, uh, house of pies in Houston, Texas. Love them. I, then I take a picture of those pies and go, guys, you got to get down there and get one of these slices of pumpkin. And then you can geotag it so that they can go to where that pie is and get some. Maybe that's, that's what the, I think. Yeah, that's what I think 
let people know. Here's the pie. Here's what it looks like. Here's where I got. I, here's what it looks like. Here's where I got it. Dude, and then people can, you know, if, if we started, nearby, if we it. started this podcast to eventually become millionaires based off of our Spotify app, it's worth it. It's, it's, worth all, it. it's even if we don't, it's worth it. <laughs> it's <Daniel>. true. <laughs> But Our, it's less worth it unless we sell this app. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roar, where do you want to go? I don't have a favorite pen. I like the pens that are that don't leak too much but aren't ballpoint. I buy I do the Hedberg joke. Hmm. I buy the nice pen. Mm-hmm. You know, it commit you commit to like writing. It makes you feel good. I think that's Hedberg. I know he has the thing about like if the pen is across the room, you tell yourself it's not a good idea. For some reason, I feel like having a good pen it was something. He had something about that. As do you well. know but, well, whoever's idea that was? They're right. If you do have a really nice pen and a new journal and you just feel like inspired, sure. like I know as a stand up, I feel I hate that at some point I switch to notes on the iPhone. Mm hmm. And like voice memos, which are are the easiest voice memos. I, I, I think I was a better more uh had a higher work ethic as a comedian when i had the notebook and a nice pen really? and i would just write the bit or write the punchline or write the thing i thought right. was funny and figure it out later right. i think when i wrote it down it was a different but i love those things thing. like i love when i write a question that is the bit like i'm like yeah. like we're like i had one that was like were people getting blowjobs in the 30s yeah. And then I know, I know that's all I need. And I just write that down. I'm sure they yeah. were, but I guarantee they weren't as no, they weren't as much as now. But whatever, that's I'm not going down this road. That's not my point. But like, you want to? You do want to go down that I, road? Of course, you do too. But this like, it's about murder, right? We're talking about murder. Can I say one thing about pens, and then I want you to jump wherever you wanted to go because you said your thoughts yep. were building. I don't yep. usually break negative on stuff, but I will say. I may not know the pen I love, but I know the fucking pens I hate. And you know what it is? I hate the pens where you twist it at the middle to make it come out because whenever as I some about the way I write as I write, I'm slowly twisting it back up into the case and it fucking drives me insane. You know what I hate? Mechanical pencils. You do like that. Get the fuck out of here with your. And then they break on the end. the lead. Yeah. And people that that are good at those, I I've never trusted. The only pencils I like are golf pencils. <laughs> are what? Like golf a pencils? golf pencil or a carpenter's best. pencil. Those can be pretty cool yes. too. Yes. Yes. But I like every other pencil. I'm like, get out of here. I'm gonna break this tip. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the rest of the letter sort of eased my tension but i love this sentence they finally confronted her about it and wanted to meet me like does that mm-hmm. who knows how, oh we just heard you were dating someone is probably how that went right but, but that sentence makes it who's this new guy yeah <laughs> you think i can you you think you can divorce our husband because the two of you deserve to be happier in other relationships and then he tragically died and now you're with someone else you're moving on, even though you had already done that before the right, murder. Right, right, And right. all of this anger that I'm projecting onto you is more towards his friend. <laughs> yeah. Slash bowling partner. Mm-hmm. This ex-husband bold. I just feel it. I, I feel too. it in this letter. Feel, yeah. That bowling is somewhere in there. Please write I, us Why back. did I feel bowling, too? Was it the word Dan, venue? Dan, please write us back and let us know. If Was it the true. word yeah, venue? I have to know. What made us feel bowling? Because I felt it too. 
I think I just because I, I there was a part of me that went location, but I don't think a location because they just said Midwest out there just said small town Midwest is what the only location we got. Maybe that maybe that's all I needed. But for some reason, a venue. I think maybe it was venue. it's because of the in the intensity of this web of relationships mm-hmm. <laughs> that made me just think like. There's some bowling action going, going on. Someone on. in that family, yeah. I'm feeling it. Someone yeah. in that family, somebody's bowls. sharing. And a I lane. mean, maybe, maybe it was at a pretty high level. Oh, you thinking two forties, two fifties? Hmm. Somebody in this name, letter name is up at the alley. Some person mentioned a lane, maybe a lane dedicated to the ex husband. Somebody mentioned or alluded to in this letter has bowled a two forty. Somebody has. It could. I hope it's not the friend who committed murder, but it, it's somebody. But that still means you're right. Right. And I'll take that. Mm-hmm. Here's what I, I want to throw out there. If, and you got to let us know, damn, if there is a lane at the bowling alley yeah. dedicated to the ex-husband, oh. I need, don't, please don't lie for my feelings. Mm-mm. Please write back and just tell me if that's true. Because if that's true, why did I sense that? I know. That's so weirdly specific. I think it's weird enough. We both sense bowling. And I bet there's pennies and pallers listening to this there. right now. They're like, I thought bowling too. I thought bowling also. Like that's where the murder happened. What if I realize? what if I realize there's a sentence in the second paragraph that's like, so when we go bowling and both of us forgot that we were. And her ex-husband was almost went pro <laughs> <laughs> regularly bowling 250. <laughs> so one night at the bowling alley, like we just forgot. We read that. <laughs> Where I met her parents, and weekly we now bowl together. Yeah. Uh, um, what do you think? I I gotta say, it's got to be small town. Otherwise, I can't imagine why they would be so wanting to meet this other guy. But you know, here's what I bet. Hmm. I'm gonna throw all this out there, and these are all just wild assumptions. Okay. I bet the ex-husband had a little wild side. Got into a little something with the friend. Mm-hmm. And I bet the wild side pushed the fiance away. That's why oh, they divorced. Okay, yeah. And I bet the parents kind of maybe slightly sided with her. And even while he was alive, probably wanted to retain some kind of a late relationship. Because yeah, that's she was, the end of their marriage did not end their affection town. for her, is what you're saying. Even right. prior to the small town, yeah, we're yeah, going to see yeah. each other a lot. Why make it weird when right. we actually like you? Yeah. And I bet maybe she liked them Mm -hmm. and maybe you know i'd hate to look at it this way but maybe there's some part of the parents that are like oh we kind of like you know meeting your fiance makes us feel like there's it kind of like i know he says he feels like a stand-in you know emotionally for them he could be a stand-in yeah or just maybe not maybe not so much in that i mean they also could have fully committed to the feeling of like she kind of became their daughter and they're happy for her happiness. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and, yeah. and in, tra- in their own tragedy, anyone's happiness, they want to like partake in and be happy too. Yeah. You know, I also, I realize me making this conjecture that the, the husband had a little bit of a wild side. And now he's murdered. It isn't, it isn't respectful to the person murdered, but I, I will not change mm-hmm that potential guess at guess at how this relationship came to be. I could be wildly wrong. Right. Somebody could say it's insulting and inappropriate. I agree with you. I cannot change my answer. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why somebody should like you more because you don't just waver on because you're like, uh, maybe that wasn't the 
but it's still what you thought either way you were just creating some sort of storyline in which they would go we're sorry our son's acting like this we understand it could also why you're just getting a be the fact that it's a small town you know right and they were dumb and got married at 21 could just be that we keep we keep putting some kind of negativity on the <laughs> see but okay you know what we're doing right now should answer the question do daniel and i feel a sense of ease in joking about something that is tragic tragic yes yes we do right does it first stem from the fact that we do not know any of these people personally. Yes. Yes. So would I get on stage and talk about this? Yes. Would I make conjectures and make jokes and stuff and feel next to nothing about it? Yes. Mm -hmm. Would that change if I were in your position? For me personally, more than likely. Do I think that should stop someone who doesn't feel the way I do? No. I am one of those people that does believe Everything is on the table mm-hmm. to be joked about. Mm-hmm. If you want to go up and be wildly offensive, and you, you know, I don't like offensive comedy when it's just for the sake of being offensive, Agreed. but I love a lot of offensive comics who I think did say something funny that mm-hmm. maybe I feel guilty laughing at, but I did find it funny. Yeah. Um, but if it's me and I know the consequences or the feelings that are potentially on the table, it makes me second guess it. I have a lot of embarrassing jokes about myself and my wife. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I, th- because none of them are mean, right? And because some of them aren't even real, right? Um, I don't feel anything bad about And I mean, personal stuff that I've never ran by her before. And if she said, I actually don't like you telling that joke, I would stop instantly. Instantly. But. I think she also knows like, ah, it's not, it's exaggerated or actually we don't do the thing he joked about, or we didn't have the fight he jokes about, but I see why it's in the joke. Cause it helps the thing. Right, right. Right. And, and there's some stuff that's just like, you know, I mean, do you think my wife loves that? My special starts with asking if people did anal and then telling <laughs> jokes about doing anal. No. no, but also people don't know if that's true or not because what fun is that joke if I say, oh, by the way, I haven't either and neither did my wife, but here are jokes about it right. if we did. Right. <laughs> so right. to me, when people say comedy comes from truth and everything, yes, but sometimes you have to create that truth. I know I'm a little off topic here, but you have to create that truth in order to facilitate uh, the joke. Nothing is funny in, in fucking third person, <laughs> second person no. usually. No. <laughs> You have to have been the person who's there. Um, so back to the original point. If I knew the family, I would maybe step back and go, am I willing to tell this joke in front of them or does it hurt them too much? And I can't tell you that I wouldn't tell the joke. I don't know what the joke is and I don't know them, but um, I can see why you're my, my, my long, my short answer to a long explanation that I probably didn't need to give is that if your fiance is saying, Hey, maybe be careful about their feelings. Maybe that's your red flag right there that she's trying to say, I think this would maybe hurt their feelings. If you saw them tell this joke and then you just have to deal with the consequences. Like everyone who tells a joke has to, well, don't you feel a lot of times I'll say this. If you're going to joke about anything, the first rule is it better work. It better work. If it doesn't work, 
I don't care how safe it is or how edgy it you is. You mean heavy? You mean heavy and edgy? It better. It better work. <laughs> it better work, because the like the worst thing somebody says is like, "Oh, I didn't like your joke where you make fun of those uh, parents who let their kids sleep with a pedophile." And I, and if they said to me, "Oh, a cool bird just flew right up to this window," uh, a robin. It's, if it said to me, if they. Yeah, if I was like, oh, you have a Rochelle couldn't get any more Rochelle than what you just said. <laughs> um, I'm not lying. And it started to ask you how your day was, and mm-hmm. there's also a pie cooling on the windows. Yeah, yeah. This and I start singing just a spoonful of sugar. <laughs> and then the birds land on my finger and like... <laughs> And for some reason, your local high school band is walking by practicing. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're just watching it. Um, that would be wonderful. And I'm imagining it. How many um, classic car shows are there a year in Rochelle? Uh, two, I think. <laughs> Perfect. That's, yeah. I was hoping for at least two. Um, but if somebody said to me, I didn't like that material, I was like, why? It's, why? It's funny. It, like I, I have a right to talk about whatever I want on stage and they go, yeah, it just doesn't really work. Now I'm like, fuck. So it has to work, it has to work. And then yeah. the other thing I'd say is when you say, where do you draw the line? I, first of all, it wouldn't matter where I draw it because that's not your line. And I would also tell you it's not a line. And for some people, the line doesn't even exist. So it's okay. like you determine how curvy that line is, or you determine how fucking steadfast and and hardcore and, that line is like it isn't and where that line is. yes you now, determine it but just you always have to remember your audience doesn't have the line in the same spot well, to me that, that's what is that is what is so beautiful right especially when you can get them over the line and they're like pushes, i don't why am yeah. i laughing at this like i i should not be laughing yeah. about those mormon parents that gave their daughter to a pedophile but it right. is true we can blame them like so right so for me, it's like, oh, dude, there's a cardinal on the tree right now. Right, shut the fuck up. I swear there's to no, God. No one believe this. No one. I believe. swear I can to see God. Through the reflection in his eyes. It's beautiful blue eyes. I can see there's no cardinal. I see no trace of red. It just flew away. Now, yeah, the on blue a, on a blooming I tree. Given, I have not seen a blue jay. You a lot of blue. You're going very monochromatic right now. Yeah. Blue t-shirt, blue jean jacket, blue eyes, put my blue eyes on. Okay. Remember American Apparel? Is that still going? Yes, I think. I just remember all the like highly sexualized billboards. I know. They were all over LA. I guess it worked. I guess it worked. (laughs) It worked until that guy got canceled. (laughs) Um, What I was going to say though is, oh, you made me think of a good thing. Oh, is... um, for me, especially when you get into something a little bit touchy or edgy, the audience always wants to know where is this going? And until and now you might be a comic who enjoys them not knowing where it's going, which is fine. But until they know where it's going, it's harder for them to relax. So I'm not trying to like pitch you how to do this as a bit. But if it were me, I would make it about having a relationship more than you bargained for when you married a person because it's not just their in-laws, it's their ex's in-laws. And then I would bring up the fact that he was tragically murdered and I would keep telling the audience, but that's not what this is about when obviously that is what they're going to be most interested in. And I would just keep going like, guys, we're not talking about how he was murdered. I'm talking about, and then you are recognizing this insane thing, but you are doing, in my opinion, what the bit would be about, which is about the relationships that you find yourself in by loving a person and how sometimes it's way more than you bargained for. They should be able to identify with that. They didn't expect to have a relationship with their ex daughter in laws fiance, but you, 
you, you have to be able to answer for the audience. Where are we going with this and what are we doing? And not to like bring it back to my own bit, but when I do the pedophile thing, I establish right away that we are going to joke about how sometimes you can definitely blame the parents and then everybody knows what is our what are we punching here? We're punching these idiots. We're not punching kids who got abused. We're not in it. We're not rationalizing pedophiles. We're going to joke about these dumb fucking parents. And so who, you know, there's plenty of tape on to see that there's no question how stupid they are. But so for me, it's that like, if you bring that sort of bit up and anything that's touchy, the first thing, the audience, in my opinion, for how I do comedy is going to be like, where are you going with this? Cause I don't know if it's going to bother me or not. So you have to answer that right away. And I, that's how I kind of yeah. treat anything that's edgy is I want the audience to relax. <laughs> We're not, but some people don't want the audience yeah. to relax. You know, one of I our, agree. one of our icons, Steve Martin did not want the audience to ever relax. He didn't want them to know where anything was going. He yeah. wanted that. I, I, I kind of like that too. I, I mean, I, I think, I think the best form of relaxation is when the crowd just goes, okay, this guy, he's got it. Yes, me too. And you've established kind of you're in safe hands material, here. sort of where you're coming from and right. who you probably are. So that when you do get into something that's just totally out of left field, most people are like, all right, this probably <laughs> it's going to sure come around what it's about. Right, right, sure right, right. Yeah, yeah. Then you establish that too. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also yeah. not fun if everyone knows you're being facetious. Right. You know, a room, let's say, you know, most comedy clubs hold 300, I think is probably a safe number for uh, give or take, you know, that, that's 300 different people who all have different senses of humor, even people who are there together, mm-hmm. even people who have been married for 30 oh, yeah. years that are at a show. I, you, both of us so, have seen people look at the people with them and be like, you're laughing at them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so it's always fun to remember, like, yeah, certain certain moments are for certain people. But like, if I decided to just be silent for thirty seconds, right. I know this silence doesn't bother everybody. Right. But the people that does bother mm-hmm. is fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's fun. Now, if it all three hundred people it bothered, it would then also bother me because I could feel that. Right. But because I know it doesn't, I like ah, I could be. But that's also one. fun I feel for like us. I got more than the majority. Rory, that's fun for us. Like when I did the joke on my album, where I did the smile fade of my dad leaving me. And I would get, and I always knew because I had full rooms that would, it would be like a sad moment in, in full house. It'd be like, Oh, but then I would have home where it was 50 50 where some people yeah. did not like that joke. Like that's sad. And other people would be like, that was fucking hilarious. So right. that's, I, that's when we're riding the line. Like I want to, I want to yeah. find out I, who knows. Yeah. 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 Look at that little guy right there. Look at that. <laughs> he loves you for He's the like, listener. What is going on? Charlie. Get out of here. Charlie. What if he Charlie does? Dots, his little dog. Get out of here, Charlie, your gut. He doesn't know the difference, War. He loves you. <laughs> his tail was straight up. Um, I want to say one last thing about this letter before I move on, my love. Yeah. And it's something in this relationship which makes me think these two are going to be great for each other. And, and I think they have a healthy healthy, strong relationship. And there's so many reasons in this, this one sentence, and then we'll move on. The thought of having dinner with my fiance's ex in-laws after the death of their son and her ex-husband was insane to me, but I knew that it took my fiance a lot to even ask if I would go. And that to me is sometimes realizing 
maybe you have a certain feeling on what someone's asking you to do with them or a place they want you to go, or it is a nightmare for you to go to like medieval times. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's not really a fair comparison for this, but sometimes step aside and be like, well, what did it take that person to even ask me that that's something they needed from me or wanted from me? And and on that basis alone, sometimes, as long as it's not detrimental to your own health and life and happiness, but on that basis alone, sometimes you can look at your partner and go, "Uh, I definitely have a feeling about this, but the fact that you are what it took you to ask me for that uh, is the reason I'm going to do it because you, you, I, I respect the trust and the fear that you must have had. You know what I mean? Like it probably took a lot for her to say, this is going to sound crazy and I can't believe I'm subjecting you to this. And this is your life because you love me, but would you, and in a vacuum, he would never go to that dinner probably, but right. Some people's social anxiety wouldn't let them go to that dinner, but he was like, I got to think about what this took to ask you that. So yeah, I'll go. Right. Yeah. I just love that. I just love that part. Um, all right, man. Uh, I assume cause you didn't give pronouns. So I'll just go with that. Uh, hope it all works out. It sounds like it is working out. And if you do that bit, I hope that works out too. And I think, you know, that main question being, where do we draw the line with the material in regards to our family and friends? I think it's up to you. I know where my mine or mine is. is. And, it, and you know what? And Sometimes it changes. It's up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Thanks so much for this letter. Glad you like the pens. Hopefully we get Spotify going. We wish you well. Your pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Scopel. Hey, do you miss traveling with your besties like in Girls Trip? Do you miss going to huge family gatherings like in Soul Food? Do you miss meeting the parents like in Get Out? Well, actually, no one misses that. But you can still do all of these things with me, Desmond Thorne, on my podcast, Adventures in Black Cinema. Each week, I take you on a journey through a new black film, how it relates to the culture, and sometimes how the themes relate to my own life. So there's always a little tea and a slight bit of embarrassment. And of course, as a filmmaker myself and one of the blackest, film nerdiest film nerds like ever, you're always in good hands. Adventures in Black Cinema with Desmond Thorne, executive produced by Amanda Seals. New episodes every Tuesday on all major podcast platforms. When was the last time you did something just for you? Discover your summer essentials with FabFitFun, the best subscription box service delivering full-size self-care and wellness products delivered straight to your door. Their experts carefully pick from top trending products for you to personalize your own box of happiness. Just choose your plan and get ready for the best in home, fashion, beauty, wellness, and so much more. So whether it's the perfect beach blanket, a handy wine chiller, or aloe vera gel, FabFitFun has you covered for all of your fun in the sun needs. You'll get to choose some of the products to go in your box while the rest are a surprise. Plus, you can access other perks like flash sales and new items up to 70% off. FabFitFun is more than just an incredible value. It's me time in a box. All about the brands you love, the brands you will love, and doing something that's just for you. Visit FabFitFun.com for 50% off your first box while supplies last when you use code TALKSHOW. That's FabFitFun.com, code TALKSHOW.
Kaplowy. Kaplowy. What Dad, is you that? Dad, you back. <laughs> That's like when we were kids and they would have promos for other cartoons during like the Fox cartoon blocks, like after school and stuff. And I'll never forget the one. It was one of the first impressions I ever did. Actually, it was like catch it, catch it, the cat lives lay on Fox. Remember, eat the cat. Catch it, catch cat lives lay on Fox. Love that. I don't know why that popped into my head. Love that, dude. You're wearing a wish you well hoodie right now, and I love it. I love this hoodie. It's so great. I know. Um, Let me ask you a question. Yeah, buddy. In regards to Hoosiers, which we're gonna go ahead and put on the the date book when you're back. I can't wait. What is our plan? Are we, were we going to try to do something post watching it to include everybody? Or were we, were we just going to watch it? And that was just going to be our own night of finally watching. <laughs> I have no I, idea. There's something also wildly funny. If when it ended, you're like, Rory, I fucking hated that movie. so much." The only thing I like about Gene Hackman is he's from Danville, Illinois. This was trash. This was trash town USA is what this was. I feel like you'd be so upset and Scott would be upset. Jordan wouldn't care. She cares very little about our endeavors. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't know if that would be upset. I, I, I would bet money that you will like it. Oh, I think I'll I love feel like it. We're too similar in our affinity of, for, for mm-hmm. probably sports movies, sure. but also just this is a well done movie. Uh-huh. There's a reason it's a classic, but I would also be very entertained if at when it ended, you're like, dude, I checked out an hour. No, yeah, ago. you already know that. <laughs> I mean, I make for an interesting post show if we do something, even just live on Instagram. But uh, I don't know. I don't know that we had planned That's anything. Not a bad idea, right there. Is it your favorite sports movie? That's a great question. That is a really great question. I I love. I I remember mean, maybe, the Titans. Maybe it is. I mean, it's definitely. I love Remember the Titans. I love the I love Miracle. I I love those, but they're not they're not Hoosiers for me. Yeah, I mean I love Rocky so much. That's my favorite line of any movie I've ever seen. Isn't that weird that I almost don't put Rocky in in sports, sports movies? I know. I almost just don't. But it is. It is. Yeah. It hundred percent. I mean the whole thing is right. But you almost don't. It almost just doesn't feel, especially the first one. Right. Because the it first tr- one transcends like, it. I don't even know how he got the money. I remember he had to like sell his dog. <laughs> sell his dog. And then he had to buy his dog back for $10,000. Bought his dog back. Yeah. Love that he did that. Me too. And you know, that person would have been like, dude, uh, just take your dog. No, back. he but wouldn't. Instead, he was like, you're, 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 you're Rocky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I like so what you're me, saying. Yes. Give yes. me some fucking yes. coin. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm trying, you know, I just want my dog back. You know, you yeah. Know. But you just, I mean, people know you now. So it's like, yeah, yeah, I know, I know you know. made a lot. Right. Yeah. I know they know me, but I sold you the dog for a hundred dollars. So I was hoping I could. Yeah. Leave. But I mean, I know that, you know, you made a lot. So it's, there's a, there's a market. Up. Yeah, no, they know me, but I'm out here trying hey, to get look, my dog back. Either you take it or I eat the dog tomorrow. So it's up to you. Either you pay me. To uh, you have to have like an absurd thing to what go you, with. What do you say? I give you a thousand bucks. Either that happens or I eat the dog. It's up to you. I'll bud. give you ten thousand dollars. You got it. That's what he did. Oh God. <sighs> Anyways, we'll figure something out. Instagram Live sounds pretty, mm-hmm. pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Daniel and I are starting to make contact. There's a chance we get back in the studio at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, same room in it. I can't wait to we're same room. We'll probably room talk about it the whole time. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? I can't wait to we're same room in it for pen for pen pals. So bizarre. It'll be so bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's been over a year. 
Here we go. Okay. Dearest pen pals, Raniel Van Scovel. Mm. All right. All right. Because it starts with R, you probably feel good. But it I- starts with R, but I feel like you got a bulk. You got the bulk of the first one, and the middle is completely yours. Um, yeah, but here's the thing. If somebody was like, hey, guess how this person wrote this? And I was like, okay. And then let's say a third party, right? Jordan. Jordan goes, okay, I'm going to read this. How do you guys think they started it? Who got first? I'm like, I don't know. And then she goes, Rory. And you'd say the same thing, and then we'd find out it was a different name. So technically, you got it, and I don't give a fuck about this letter. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about this <laughs> So technically it's yours and I fucking hate her. <laughs> I wonder if people do feel like, do you feel like the other person, if you don't say their name to start checks out, you'll never know. Yeah. All right. I wonder, I wonder if it is exciting. Like I know it is exciting when your letter is written because you wrote a thing and sure. it just, it goes into the, the, you know, the, the, the list and the pile of potential letters. I wonder like what that is when it goes, oh, shit, this is my letter. There's got to be a lot of people that second guess. We're like, oh, fuck, maybe I shouldn't have sent them like, as it's getting read. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. I think that's how I'd be. I'd be regretful instantly. Like, ah, fuck, I opened up too much. <laughs> I would. That is, I'm not lying. That is how I probably. Well, that's why we're, we're, we wish people well. They know it's a safe place. It's a, it's a safe place and it's a big deal. So here we go. Dearest pen pals, Raniel Van Scovel. Hope you're both having a great pandemic. I've always kind of liked canceled plans, but for an entire year and a half, even I have my limits, but there is another matter I'd like to discuss. I recently read a study um, and that's going to be on www.ncbi.nlm.nih.gov slash PMC slash articles slash PMC 3092984 backslash. Got it. That found a correlation between political orientations and brain structure. Basically, an MRI scan of someone's brain could predict their political leanings within 70% accuracy, wow. which is... That's mind-blowing. That's, yeah. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's frightening to think about how to navigate a world where nearly half the population has not only a different set of operating instructions, but different hardware altogether. Maybe it's a genetic variance, like if you're born a male or female. Maybe it's formed during adolescence from environment. Who knows? I will say... I don't think it changes much based on the spirited debates I've had with conservative friends and family members. Do we give people a pass for having a shitty worldview because their brain is wired differently? How do you two fare with close friends and or family who have different political leanings? Would love to hear your thoughts. Sincerely, your pen pal, Dan. I did not write. And this is, this is for our own. I don't know. Maybe someone knows about this. Nuno or somebody. P.S. Just a suggestion. You should make your email address more visible on your homepage. I don't know. What, what is the homepage? What is the Perhaps homepage? right underneath your physical address. It was nearly impossible to copy and paste from the footer because of the endless scroll on the homepage. I got to tell you what. I don't even know where or we what don't you're talking about, but I appreciate that because maybe that's an improvement we can make to access. Do we have a website? I don't know. I truly I don't do. know. If you, may, if you said, Dan, you got $100 in your pocket. You have to bet whether or not you have a website. I am betting no. Let's be honest. But then where is this person? Chanley's, Chanley's, done, Chanley's up to something. Emily you think he, Chanley. You think he made a goddamn Angel Fire GeoCities Netscape site? Oh, he's above that. Chanley and Emily, they, who knows what they Wix? Created. By the way, Chanley put together the, the playlist. Maybe Emily helped. I do not know. Those mm-hmm. are our two, 
Those are our two troops on the ground that fucking mm-hmm. there are goddamn shit. generals. Uh, endlessly grateful. Uh, Shanley sent me a link, so I don't know if I don't know where the credit goes, but but wait, way, isn't this person a alluding official to pen pals playlist? This person's alluding to a like a website, a homepage. I think so they said on your homepage. Where do you, I'm if you're going to listen to this podcast <laughs> outside of a link that Starburns provides or a producer provides, iTunes. Where, where, do you go Spotify? iTunes. iTunes. I don't use Spotify at iTunes? all in my is life. Is there a thing on iTunes? I mean, there's a page. Maybe it's, maybe that's what we're talking about. That could be. This is how good our podcast is. Does Spotify have a page? <laughs> you know you know, you are dealing with two cackling idiots when the right. question, wait, do we have a website comes up? We don't even know. Oh. Look, how do we know if we have a website? We just got someone who's not even two of the hosts of the show to make our playlist. Look, I don't want to derail this too much, but you just reminded me. Do you know we have to send a cease and desist to Conan O'Brien? Is that true? He did his recent episode with Bob Odenkirk. He refers to the two of them as two cackling idiots. Oh, yeah. I mean, look, I've got lawsuits out the wall. <laughs> All directed at Conan. Yeah, <laughs> and some stuff it's I just made it up. I just but then I wondered, was two cackling idiots a thing before we said it? I mean, we read it on that review, but like, did people say two cackling idiots, or is it just? I don't know. Did we say it to Conan, and then it lived somewhere in his mind? I would never listen to Conan's podcast. That is my only. You were on it. I, I didn't listen to it. I listened to the Odin Crew, and one. that's my only rule when it comes to podcasts. Okay. Don't listen. Sorry to for this. the derail. I just remember you made me especially because he fucking steals our phrases. I don't think he did wish me well the last time I saw him. I don't think that we have a website, but maybe Spotify has a page, and you're think and you're right. iTunes. Let me tell you what, has a landing page. We're never gonna know. That's the truth. And we'll. He says and you endless, know what? He says endless scroll on the homepage. We'll never know, and we will be told many times. You're going to have to hit us back, Dan, and let us know <laughs> what the F it is that you're talking about because you brought. I think he, you might be, you brought you might debate. be getting scammed, you Dan. Drama. Dan, you might be getting scammed by another. Either way, you obviously found where to send this letter. <laughs> but hashtag do we have scammed? Hashtag do we have a website? That's official. Hashtag do we have a website? And Shanley's like, I made a website for you guys. Um, that I think that's insanely. Crazy that study? interesting that you can get that a brain scan can with 70% accuracy determine political leanings. What do you think it's reading there? Do you think that it's that's reading like is, how compassionate you are? Yes, that's, that's my thing. Is it reading that? Because I, look, I'm sorry for how this is going to sound. I am not saying that there are no, not, not people on both of these sides, although I put I probably would put the split at 70 30 on each side. If you go 80, are, 20, if you are, consistent. this is my feeling and I'm sorry, but we didn't, I do, I, you, you get me on this show, wh- whether I lose you as a listener I or not. I don't apologize. I mean, Rory's over here setting up like scams that got that guy killed. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> I feel like if you're angry, if you are an angry person, if you took a hundred angry people, I would assume at least 70 of them vote. Like we're not anti-Trump that we're pro that anger. They liked that. So I'm not even trying to really make this political, 
because I know some people like you come to us for goofy, but also like you, you I hope you come for real too. Cause we're that, but like, I just think if you took, if you told me this room has a hundred very like people who just give a shit about other people, whether they personally know them or not, they just are compassionate people. I would tell you, I bet at 70 of them are probably liberal. Now you could still have 30 in that room that are very compassionate and not liberal. And you could have 30 in that room, other room that are very angry and are Democrats, but like, or liberals. But if you're measuring like things like that, like, yeah, like compassion and anger, I think that checks out. Don't you? You know, I think, yes, yes. I, I, I think here's how some people feel. And maybe this is what this is about. When it comes to voting, look, I don't fucking love Joe Biden. I don't fucking love Kamala Harris. I don't. Are you waving at birds? No, Ken and Connie just pulled in the drive. I don't. I don't. There aren't. There aren't politicians that I go. I fucking love them. I try right, to read if right. they're full of shit. Right. Do and they there's care? obviously people full of right. shit. Yes. On fucking both, both sides, sides of the aisle. There's there more than there. People. There's more than there aren't. Yes. On both sides. There are horrific people on both sides of the aisle. There are some good people on both sides of the aisle. So my point is, what are the people on each side of the aisle talking about? Right. And to me, if you're like, well, the the American tradition Mm -hmm. and my right to Mm -hmm. do this Mm -hmm. and not my freedom to not be infringed on. And I like that I can own a gun and I like that I can you know, do certain things or behave in a certain way or exclude certain people because of what I believe in. I'm not here to tell you that what that is or is right or wrong in your mind. Right. It's just that the other side, who I am saying is also many times yes. very full of shit, right. preaches more about, well, the in- the environment or immigration the and like how to respectfully treat other yes. people. I'm not saying they, they knock it out of the park. There's nope. still kids in cages yep. right now. Right now. They're but still building a goddamn wall right to, now. I am more drawn to the political narrative that isn't sitting here worried about me. I am not worried right. about me. Right. So I don't vote for people that go, well, but I want my thing. I'm not sitting here saying my thing. Right. I'm sitting here saying, what is the global good thing? Yeah. I don't Global sit here good. going, well, I, I, I'm American. You just happen to be fucking American. You <laughs> right. just happen to be born here. Can you not fathom <laughs> right. the inf- infinite, like, insanity? Yeah, you know who's the most American? The people who fought to get here. Because everybody else yeah. just were born. And when you talk about your rights and your freedom, or the people like, who I, originally the, were here, like like the left, when we talk about, like, Black Lives Matter, if you sat here and said, here is a dossier on everything that's wrong with Black Lives Matter, as everyone wants sure. to tell you. This is what they stand right, for, and this right, is what right, they're doing. Right, right. Here's what I do know, is that they show up when there's these great injustices that mm-hmm. I agree with. Mm-hmm. I agree that people shouldn't be treated this way. Right. I agree that police force is excessive and wildly unnecessary. I believe that that everyone deserves a chance. I believe that. I believe that no matter who you are, where you're from, And I'm not talking about the American way or the American dream. I'm talking about being a human being on this planet, no matter where you are. I believe that you should be given a a chance to experience what it means to be alive in a fair, meaningful way. I agree that if someone is wildly uh, uh, evil or a terrorist or if someone just said, but let's let's even narrow it down to someone. Someone just doesn't want to go 
get a job. The common claim of like, oh, there's welfare. There's people that don't want to get a job. You don't know that. Right. You don't know that people don't want to get a job. Am I going to sit here and say, well, 100% of people always do want to get a job and no one's lazy? No. Every single person on this planet has the opportunity to be very hardworking mm-hmm. or very lazy. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with gender. It has nothing to do with religion. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with race. It has mm-hmm. nothing to do with any of that stuff. It's just a part of being uh, human. So I don't use it as some blanket excuse as to how people should be treated. I believe that taxes are important for many reasons to pay for what I would like to believe are government uh, uh, related. Uh, God, I fucking lost my train. Like organizations? Government, uh, or funding. Groups? Government funding yeah. for different um, uh, government run programs that right. help programs. the less fortunate to get to get putting themselves in a position to get a good paying job, to get an education so that their lives can improve. When everyone's lives are in a decent state, you don't have a ton of people coveting what other people have. Some people steal because they have to. Some people steal because they want to. Mm -hmm. I sit back and I go, who are the people in charge that think no matter what, if you've done a crime, you should pay for it. There are people right now in this country who complain about not having any money while defending corporations that don't pay taxes in this country. And they do it because the people of those corporations pay other people to fucking <laughs> to, 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 to make sure that laws don't pass that yeah. would make them have to pay it. Yeah. I know it sounds wildly. I know I'm getting worked up and it sounds wildly. But I bet you right now your brain looks fucking lobbyists. But your brain looks different. Chance in this country, you know who's taking it away? Immigrants. And it's like, no, No. that's not who's fucking taking it away. Who's taking it away is the fucking CEO of a corporation that you defend because that CEO is like, you want your gun, right? Well, I pay all the senators who tell you that guns and religion are important, and then people fucking believe that as opposed to stepping back and going, fuck red, fuck blue. Who? can help yeah, who, who cares can make who cares who and really if you sit cares here and say oh, it can't be done you're so full of shit also if you sit there and you go well there's nothing we can do about climate change go fuck yourself mm-hmm. go fuck yourself you mm-hmm. are a stupid piece of shit if you sit there, well it's not man-made really so so it's not worth trying to see mm-hmm. it's not worth trying to see why do we still need to go well i think they should drill on native <laughs> sacred land why why do you care that they drill? Why do you sit here and go, but I like my motor, so I don't like electric cars. Have you ever fucking, like, what is your brain right. to realize what in the next 30 years is going to look like? Because when we do run out of fucking water, I guarantee you, your year of freedom getting taken away because you had to wear a mask and socially distance is going to feel like paradise <laughs> yeah. to what we are going to have to go through as people. And it's not going to be people being nice. You're not going to go, well, the authorities will protect me. No one will be protecting you. When someone shows up at your house with a fucking gun to take your water in the year 2050, you will either give them that water or you will die. And there won't be someone coming to help you. Or right now we could say, how can we prevent this disaster? Is it worth seeing if we can change the effects of climate change enough to not have a global meltdown of people wreaking havoc? I am, I am all over rant city right now. Hashtag rant city. Dude, but you're not wrong. 
And you're talking about people who are more pissed off that they wouldn't give them all their monopoly pieces at McDonald's. That's what they're pissed off about right now. Yes. Yes. But that's my freedom. You fucking think about what your freedom is and think about what other people's freedom is. I'm not saying you have to walk around feeling guilty every day of your life because you happen to be a straight white male and you think to yourself, well, look at this. I've, I've fallen into the perfect bracket. Yep. Of no issues, no social issues. Right. I'm, I get to be a straight white male. So my yep. hurdles are few and far between. Or chosen. I'm not saying you don't have any. Or you chose. Not saying you don't or have you any, chosen. But you might. Like, I get to yes, choose yes. to go be an ally. I get to choose to get yes. arrested. I get to choose to protest. I can just blend yes. in whenever I want. Yes. I'm not saying walk around every day feeling guilty about your white privilege. No. I'm not saying to do that. But, but no, you have Fucking haven't. grow a goddamn brain and acknowledge that it exists Mm -hmm. and see what you can do about creating that privilege for other people who don't fall in that same bracket or just as you that privilege it'll stop being privileged when it's fucking equal yes yeah which is yes which is what a lot of people don't want to give up because equality means i'm not special it's bizarre but I was going to ask you this though. So right now I think God, if they took, so I think good. if they just looked like at your bath. brain, they would see, it would seem way different than somebody that's like, you know, challenge, like they're scared to go to subway without their gun and they want to fight anybody walking through their neighborhood that doesn't look like them. So what do you do if you know for a fact that your brain is wired different than somebody else's, especially someone you're related to? And I will tell you the shortest answer I have for that is I just ask them a lot of questions where the answer is what I believe, but it's not manipulative in the sense that I'm gearing it that way. But I just be like, you ever, you ever wonder what, like, um, like how things would be if Trump seemed to like care about everybody. And then they at least have to like think that or, or, completely rule it out. So my tactic for talking to somebody who feels different than me is I just ask questions about what I feel are issues that they don't question. Yeah, that's my way. Yeah, and then and then also we are having a conversation because I'm going to learn from them based off their answer. You know, like, did you just think it was racist when he called Elizabeth Warren Pocahontas? Not that you don't. I'm not saying you like her. I'm not saying you want her to be president. I'm just saying you just think like that is racist, right? And but even the, it, let's, and let's then they at least have to answer forget. you. If they go, actually, I don't think it's racist because uh, dot dot dot, and she lied, and she isn't actually. Let me ask you this: Do you think it was childish? Right. And if the answer is yes, should that person be in charge? Well, there you go. See, now, this is why it works. Let's say he You're right. never called her Pocahontas, right? But he thought it, right? And he imagine he said Elizabeth Warren. Are, are you actually of Native American descent? Mm-hmm. I think that's an interesting question to ask. Someone like myself would go, "Why well, she? Well, she said she is, but is she? I'm not here right. to say that she's not going right. to lie about stuff. Yeah. I'm not here to say she's going to tell the truth about stuff. But I'm also not going to say I, I don't fucking know her. Right? I voted for her in the primary. Yeah. If she did lie, um, which I don't believe she did. Mm-hmm. But if she did, then I have to step back and go, well, how do I feel That's about point. that lie? I, I want to ask people how they feel about facts. Yes. And then I would compare and contrast that contrast that lie with 
what she the other has option. done for or, yes. Yeah. The other side of the scale. Right. Do you think Trump has ever lied about anything? But then those people would tell you I'm doing the same thing. You are Rory. I know he lies. I know he's horrible, but I'm balancing that with the other side of the scale and my my fucking IRA is doing great right now. Exactly. Exactly. You, you, exactly. your thing. And there you versus go. What's the helpful thing? Right. Do I think Hillary Clinton's a great person? I've never met her, no. but I, she probably isn't. Right. And then she's running against Donald Trump, who I also don't think is a great person. Right. Now, if I put their two resumes side by side and all I have to go on is who has help people actually been a public servant who has helped people in some way yeah in some way right i go well she has and not rich people helped people in need is what i'm specific lest anybody think i just mean anyone because trump has helped a lot of millionaires i'm talking about people in need yes and it's i i i I don't know i think i think that i i believe that the that scan could be a thing and i believe that it's, it's all personality based and i think that it also is how you're brought up and how you think about stuff i i don't think people are born to be mean and exclusive of, of others i think that someone can be born and just be a murderer <laughs> i think that can be Dude, a thing and i'm good, sure someone, son. I, I, everyone is born different um but i think the vast majority of people are are born with enough of a brain to distance themselves from something they were born into yeah. like their religion you didn't boldly most most people did not boldly choose uh their religion you were born into it so mm-hmm. you believe it because you were born into it and you were told the consequences of yeah. not believing Classic it and what would happen and that is scary it is scary uh those consequences so you continue to participate in that product because you were told what will happen now, imagine that you were born in a family of another religion. You would still do the same thing, but for that religion. <laughs> so when you think about your independent thought and your freedom, apply the fact that to the very meaning of reality, you don't necessarily apply that to what you practice now. I am so off base. I'm all over the place. It's okay. And I don't mind it. We just talk about we're, it. We're running deep today. Yeah. Oh, it feels good. Maybe I just, maybe I've got a weirder brain. Maybe I fall into another percentage <laughs> of people who rant and don't connect dots. <laughs> you do. You do. You just add more dots as you go. I think it's, here's what I think. I, I, I don't know how I fare with close friends or family who have different uh, political leanings. I think when, it, when it's extreme, I, like if someone goes, you know, I like Marjorie Taylor Greene, I would go, well, then get the fuck away from me. You're yeah. a psychopath. You know, I went and to, I, nothing, I was at the nothing, insurrection. There's no middle ground. I don't want to talk to you. I went to the insurrection. <laughs> I broke in there. I'd be like, I don't, I gotta go. <laughs> I, I support the insurrection. I don't think, I, I don't think the insurrection was bad. I think sh- fuck off. Right. Fuck off. Right. There isn't it would, some that middle would blow ground. My mind. Going, oh, really? That's interesting. Let's try to break bread and, and chat about other stuff. No, you're a psychopath. Yeah. You're a, you're a true psychopath. Yeah, I agree. Um, so I don't know. I don't know how I'd fare. It's, it, it's such a gray area. But when it's extreme, it's a little bit easier. Like if you look at Matt Gates without him talking and you think this guy's probably a good dude. He's, he, without him talking, he just looks like an evil, an evil Muppet. Like he's trying <laughs> to like take away the home where all the Muppets live. Yeah. Yes. He's like the real estate guy who's 
Mm-hmm. We bought this land. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he scares me. Even evil Matt Muppet Gates. version of him scares me. Matt Gates. Everyone's out to get the most powerful man in Washington. He's on the list of people I wouldn't mind being within spitting distance of, and that's all I'll say. I would love to put an MMA match together, and we're both, he and I are not allowed to train. We're not allowed to know what it is. Either you know or you don't, and we just fight. <laughs> you're not allowed to prepare, and you're not allowed to work out. Oh, roar. And it has to happen like tomorrow at like 5 p.m. It's so it's, It has to happen so quickly, you can't cheat and learn it or get in shape. I should surprise you with a gasser's day. I would appreciate that. I'd pick well, you up. We're coming up on. I mean, we could do that. We could do that at any point. I know. Um, all right, Dan. This was an incredible uh, letter, and uh, I urge everyone to go back and listen to me read out that entire link so you can check out that <laughs> article. Um, Dan, we wish you well. Sincerely, your pen pals, Daniel Vanker and Rory Scovel. A podcast network. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.